0: You're listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. You're joined mm. by myself, Lawson. Got Brett here hey, hey. in the studio as well. Shell on the desk getting it. Done. I, mm. I, I kind of interchange that I either say she's on the decks Because that's very DJ language I say she's yeah. on the desk Because you know It's, it, it's, it is the, a producer, desk. it's the producer desk yeah. And she's she's always doing a great job And we're very appreciative On from your her. case On, yeah. on, your, <laughs> on the <laughs> desk On the desk On our case hmm. uh, We were kind of on your case this morning When we were staring down a, uh, a screen That said that we were completely disconnected We weren't on your it case It wasn't my yeah. fault It's definitely not your fault <laughs> we, uh, we had some, some server issues But but mm. we're glad to be on getting it done and see some text messages you guys have sent through. Before we get into them, we will have our next quiz question.
1: Yeah, so this is a fill-in-the-blank question. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be something. So, once again, for God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be something. You will blank. find that verse somewhere yeah.
0: in John three. In John three. Straight yeah. after the most famous verse in the Bible. Yeah. That's right. Oh man, I have itchy teeth. Listen to that one, mm. dude. Like it's hard not to finish it. It's hard not to say it. If you know the answer, again, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to text. Mm. And if you text that number, you'll go into the drawer to win our amazing prizes. We have Trouble on the Way as well as House on Fire to both of these mm. books about Christian persecution, about people living through persecution, about advice about how to yeah. deal with persecution. These are fantastic books that you want. Because it, it gives us particularly here in the West, here in Australia, where we might think that oh, the persecution that we're suffering isn't extreme or mm. that bad. It gives us an idea. It's it's I, I feel like it's full of beautiful testimonies of the way that God has worked in other situations. And mm. as we're talking about in Taylor's interview, how he was saying like, man, like I grew up in the church, I interacted with you know, uh, people, and I would I'd would do yeah. my duties and whatnot, but nothing was really sticking until I started to hear testimonies of people where God was working in their life. Mm. And so, if you want to have that experience, if you want to see, man, is, is God really working in today in our modern context? Mm. These books are perfect for yeah. you as well. So, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that through Him the world might be blank. Zero four nine one. Zero six four six six nine. Got a few text messages coming through. Firstly, do you want to get this one for, from Suzanne for me?
1: Yeah, so she said, my son attends a Lutheran school and I received a year six class update on what the different subjects or what their different subjects are that they're covering. For Christian studies, students will be looking into ways different religious groups are addressing climate change. So they're moving away from the good news of salvation. Also interesting that they use the term climate change with capitals.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's an it's, interesting point. It's, um, yeah, it, and you see particularly with like the Lutheran Church, right? Mm. And I have some very good close friends who are Lutheran or were yeah. previously Lutheran, the and pioneering like, Reformation denomination. That's right, right. and yeah. you know I feel like again we we, don't, we, we we believe that the dead know nothing, but if the dead could roll in their graves, mm. potentially Martin <laughs> Luther would, because yeah. seeing the Lutheran Church, you know, recant their status as a Protestant denomination. Mm. Uh, furthermore, and that that was a huge thing for Lutherans. Mm. Like, and I, I know Massive. some Lutherans per- personally. They're like, yeah, it really rocked our family. And that led to them actually leaving that denomination because they're like we we we're here for the spirit of Protestantism, you know, because the truth that's there. And but furthermore, as well, you know, Christian studies, uh, Mm. you know, again, Lutherism, like. One of the most gospel-centric movements that there was, you know, mm. in the Middle Ages and and up till now, like the Martin Luther being the the big starting the Protestant Reformation, and mm. I know there was there was reformers before him, but being that kind of watershed moment of yeah. Protestantism spreading through Europe based on the idea that God saves people through faith, mm. you know, we need to focus on the working salvation of God and all mm. these things. Now they're preoccupied with. Just, oh, how should we respond as Christians to yeah. climate change?
1: Well, man, I, I'm, a, I'm a former teacher. I was a history mm. teacher for seven years. And while I didn't actually teach in a Christian school, I've always appreciated the idea of Christian education. Mm. Um, because, you know, just this this idea that this is not just a place where people learn to read and write and mm. do their maths and whatever else. It's also a place where ministry can take place. Mm. You know, because I, I, I've met people who've gone to Christian schools, started as atheists, come out as Christians. Yeah, like, wow. That it can be a ministry, right? Mm. It's a shame when Christian studies for a year six class isn't really looking at sharing the gospel. In a Christian school that has a a unique opportunity to be that platform for ministry, instead it's trying to just sort of look at what different denominations are doing in regards to a social issue. Yeah. Yeah. like, not that social justice is unbiblical, as we talked about earlier. Creation, yeah. creation care is a good thing. But mm. I think for a year, year six student, like, that's a pretty formative age. Before yeah. adolescence sort of hits, you'd be wanting to actually talk about what the gospel is, what the yeah. Bible says. Who was Jesus? Yeah, You know, studying the Bible in Christian studies seems to me like it would
0: be a better idea. And, and it's the- a shame. Again, you say like the influence that you have there. I remember I had, I was in a Catholic school up until year five and mm. then in year six, I changed to like a K to 12, like Baptist Christian evangelical mm. type school in Newcastle. And it's actually a fantastic school, like very mm. spiritual, very like great culture, a little bit yeah. smaller than your typical school. And it was, it was really awesome. Shout out Hunter Christian School in Newcastle. Mm. Like I really, I was really blessed by that school. Mm. And I remember, uh, Like, going to that school and going in as a... Like, my background, completely non-Christian. Having Christian friends at that school. And then I remember... They were offering a day off for people if they wanted to go to this like inter school Christian conference, mm. and I was like, "Yeah, sure, I'll go along," uh, because it was a day off, and mm. I paid, I think it was like uh, like fifteen dollars or whatever to to go along. Mm. And there was a small group of us who went, like seven students out of uh, out of the our class yeah. who, who would end up going. And it was it was awesome because it was a day off and it was nice. And they had music mm. and they had preaching. And I remember hearing this sermon from this pastor. Mm. And it was powerful. I still remember it to this day. I remember hearing him. He was walking around on the stage. He had picked up the pulpit and slung it over his shoulder. And he <laughs> talked about carrying his cross oh, wow. and what Jesus has done for us. And it had, like, stories from his own life, da-da-da-da. Mm. And that impacted me. And I remember they made a, wow. a call, you know, do you want to carry the cross for Jesus? Mm. And I remember, like, feeling convicted and, and standing up. Now, mm. unfortunately, and, you know, this can be problem in some schools you know there wasn't much of a follow up after that and mm. and I think there are schools that are working to follow up those kinds of decisions but still mm. that that brief interaction that I had with Christianity in my school life and having Christian friends and whatnot when then when I was 17 18 years old and Christianity came back into my life mm. I was really compelled and I I had a positive view of Christianity Because of good Christian education. Yeah. It it wasn't that in my schooling life. You know, I was preoccupied with motorbike racing and all that stuff. You know, I was doing something else in my life. But Mm. when I needed it the most, I was willing to trust Christians. Mm. I was willing to give Christianity a go. Yeah, and sometimes stuff doesn't
1: click right away. That's right. But you come back to it. And it's like those influences that you have in your past can be incredibly important.
0: That's right. I left that school when I was fifteen, as we said earlier. And I would become Christian at 18 and, and maybe for those teachers at that school, they could have maybe not foreseen that change. Mm. Uh, but now like I, I sit here as as a follower of God, mm. as a, some of, you know, Brett, myself, and we had Taylor in here earlier, yeah. studying ministry to mm. become a pastor working here for faith of FM. And mm. that is, because of, you know, I can see all of the influences on my journey. Christian education was one of those positive yes. influences. Yeah. Without that, like, I would not, I don't think that my journey would look how it does now. So, yeah. I, I just have to really, you know, really appreciate this text message from Suzanne. But furthermore, encourage, if you're listening this morning, you're a Christian teacher, mm. uh, you're sending your kids to Christian schools, like, do a review and a reflection of, like, how is this education benefiting my, yeah. my child and... And, uh, and yeah, put them in an environment where they can receive mm. positive Christian education. Yeah,
1: because sadly we are in a world now where there are normally Christian schools mm. that aren't really providing Christian yeah. education. And yeah. It's worth thinking about. But yeah. Yeah, it is sad that instead of this stuff being in a social studies class, for example, they're putting it in when they should be learning about the gospel. <laughs> Absolutely. That,
0: yeah. Absolutely. Hey, get another text message here from Wayne. He says, Good morning, team. Blessings. Hear you loud and clear in Canberra. We all see, and then goes on to say, We all see Peter in our own lives at times. Mm. We fall short of the kingdom of God, no matter how good things seem to be going in our good days. Things happen in our lives like sickness, worry, anxiety, disasters all around us, and we can get confused, even to the point we take our eyes off Jesus. We are naked without Jesus. In all times, focus on Christ. He will immediately stretch out His hand and save you. Mm. Jesus has His eyes on you always, always. We all need encouragement at times. Scripture provides that. Matthew fourteen thirty one, And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and called him and said to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Oh, powerful Amen. text message, Wayne. Thank you for, for yeah. sending that in. Great stuff. And we'd love to hear from you if you have any thoughts to share as well. 0491 064 669. You're listening to The Breakfast Chat. Connect with us on 0491 064 listening to the breakfast show here on faith fm and it is now time to jump into our bible study Mm. in the psalms and today we're looking at praise Mm. our overarching topic for this week has been his your mercy reaches unto the heavens and this is talking about god of course his mercy reaches unto the heavens and today's specific topic is about praise And, yeah, more aptly titled, like, Praise to the Majestic and Merciful Mm, God. I like that, Majestic and Merciful Majestic and Merciful. You know, uh, before we get into the Psalms, you know, thinking of God's majesticness or Mm. majesty, like, where do you see that the most? Look, I think, well, to be honest, in his church... I know that the
1: church has wow. had like a rough, a rough sort of journey, but the majesty of God is reflected in the body of Christ, which is mm-hmm. a, like the, how the church has grown and worked over the years. I'm thinking through the lens of history, I guess, like how a these twelve guys from like from Judah, from Israel, from the Roman province of Judea, um, going out and you know converting the most powerful empire of the time over mm-hmm. time, like the, the way that the word spread, the way that the gospel changes people's hearts, changes yeah. people's lives, transforms us, yeah. Um and the way that yeah, I just think that whole history of the church we've and, and frankly even before that, like looking mm-hmm. at Israel, we've seen God's majesty, how it just he's there's so much power and beauty. Yeah. In what he does.
0: And it's it's interesting that we talk about the way that the world was converted through christianity mm. because if you change lens a little bit or you know rewind history a little bit you go to the time of you know, 500 bc or so 5 580 bc mm. you come to the uh, the enlightenment of siddhartha Gautama, which is the buddha right yeah, yeah. um and uh, he is like uh, the reason i bring this up is because i was i wrote an essay about this last semester okay just just getting into the history of, of buddha and who he was he was a mm. prince and he would go like he would leave his princely life to become mm. like a, an ascetic, nomadic <laughs> teacher, renouncing the world and whatnot, mm. and then he has this enlightenment experience, which is a bit interesting, but basically mm. he comes to the conclusion that like living life in extremism is bad, we need to mm. live in balance and moderation, mm. and uh, ultimately, you know, his thing was like, you need to follow this way so that you can escape uh, constant suffering, mm. and and rather, you know, ascend into salvation, ascend yeah. into Nevada. And his message came at a time it was the perfect storm mm. because at that time like you had um like uh, vedic brahmanism which was like mm. the religion of the main empire yeah. of of india at the time but then as that empire started to decline mm. and there was like 12 16 city states that emerged mm. then it was like they're all jostling for position yeah. they're all in this 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 uh this competition of uh, of you know, uh, economy and bureaucracy Mm. and whatnot. And they're all looking for, okay, what's the next philosophy that we can attach to? And Mm. out of nowhere, you know, this new religion comes along and they, (laughs) they take hold of it and it started to spread and to grow from there. uh, Buddhism. Mm. Whereas you contrast that with the growth of Christianity Mm. and, Rather than seeing, like, the perfect storm that would take hold of this religion to spread (laughs) it down the Silk Road and across the world, Mm. we see rather... A nation that is being subjugated by the Romans, the mm. Israel, well, Judea, who is completely against the message mm. and works to persecute those who are participating and sharing it, mm. uh, That then that spirit of persecution catches on in the Roman Empire as well, whether yeah. they're in the Asian side of the Roman Empire or they're in the European side <laughs> of the Roman Empire. It is wholeheartedly like, let's persecute these people. Like, yeah. let's kill them for what they believe. Yet by, you know, over a couple hundred years, it'd be eventually by like the 300s, mm. one in 10 people in the Roman Empire is Christian. Mm. And that would be, you know, the catalyst for then Constantine seeing yeah. that, trying to make some political moves to keep his nation together. And he's like, Oh, what's the best thing I can do? <laughs> oh, well, this rising religion that everyone's taking a, you know, a liking mm. to despite persecution. Mm. Maybe I should. Do that too. If, if yeah. everyone likes it and they're getting killed for it, well, then surely if they don't get killed for it, then everyone will join. Yeah.
1: Well, it kept growing to the point it was actually weakening the Roman legions with the sheer amount of soldiers the Romans had to expunge from the army because yeah. they were Christian. Yeah. You know, it was, um. yeah, Constantine made a very political choice there. That's right. But um, Christianity just kept spreading through more and more persecution. I've always found it remarkable because yeah. in, if I can briefly say, in, in the Roman Empire's persecutions of Christianity... Mm. There wasn't like a trial. It wasn't like let's let's check the evidence and see if you're a Christian and then you'll get sent off to the um the Colosseum or whatever yeah. other ways that people were um, martyred. But um, it was actually just a matter of if you were accused of being Christian, yeah. you had to deny Christ, mm-hmm. and then you were that's you you get away from it. You, you're good. You, as long as you say yeah, no, I deny Christ, I denounce Christ, you're free. But yeah. so many people chose not to. Like I, I can imagine they would have been tempted to lie. Like yeah. with death facing them, it would have been, oh yeah, yeah, sure. They're like yeah, that, but so many didn't. In fact, the church kept bravely standing on their like their beliefs, their foundations, and mm. saying, "No, I will never denounce Christ. He's my Lord. He's my Savior." Mm. And and they suffered and died for that. But it actually grew the faith. Yeah, because people right. were so inspired, like by this God, that people would die for.
0: Like yeah. that. And the I didn't say this. This is a quote, but the blood mm. of the martyrs would be the fertilizer. You know, uh, mm. the seed mm. of the church, and the church would grow out of that. You know, again, very counterculturally to the likes of, of Buddhism and whatnot, mm. it would be because of the church's. Uh, yeah, the, the, it would be because of the majesty of the of of Jesus and mm. the majesty of God and the truth of His Word. People mm. would be. Convicted and convinced that despite persecution, come closer to him. And we have been profiling and seeing throughout the Psalms, you know, the difficult situations that the psalmists are going through those mm. writing the psalms are like yes like i have nothing we we're seeing yesterday we're reading uh we're reading some let me see I, i'm not quite remember. it's psalm 130 we're reading yesterday oh, yeah. and that psalm literally opens up with like lord save me from the deep mm. miry pit that i'm in like he's like yeah. god i'm like i've got nothing left like i am totally and utterly and completely helpless lord mm. save me And continues to write about how God would save him, how God would work. And we Mm. come to Psalms like today, now as a response to that salvation, then praising. Psalm 113, Mm. we're going to read now. If you've got that in front of you, uh, Brett, could you pick it up in verse 1 for us of Psalm 113? Absolutely.
1: Praise the Lord. Praise, O servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. From this time forth and forevermore, from the rising of the sun to its going down, the Lord's name is to be praised. The Lord is high above all nations, his glory above the heavens. Who is like the Lord our God who dwells on high, who humbles himself to behold the things that are in the heavens and in the earth? He raises the poor out of the dust and lifts the needy out of the ash heap, that he may seat with him princes, with the princes of his people. He grants the barren woman a home like joyful mother, like a joyful mother of children. Praise the Lord. Mm.
0: Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, look, I I think this passage is beautiful because it is, in a way, like it it goes through, you know, some, I I don't want to say it's generic, but like praise Mm. the Lord, praise O servants of the Lord, blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth is forevermore. Mm. It's like God reigning forever. God, you know, we need to praise him. But it also says some stuff that's like quite scandalous as well. Like I think particularly verse four, the Lord is high above all nations. His glory is above the heavens. Mm. This is a scandalous statement mm. in, in this time and, and going forth as well in a pagan context. Yeah. To say that, oh, my God is high above the heavens. Yeah. Like he is above <laughs> your gods. You know, he is above the God of the rocks. He's a, mm. above the God of the mountains or the sea or the God of the clouds. Like mm. actually my God is the God of all those things. Yeah. He is the God who rules over creation. And this mm. is simply why the likes of the Roman Empire and whatnot had such a problem with Christianity. Oh, yeah. Rome was very much into a multicultural religious experience. Mm. You know, they would absorb any religion in its path, and in fact, they yeah. would do that to Christianity eventually as well, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but they would absorb any religion in its path because mm. they're like, oh, this just adds to the pantheon. You yeah. know? It's like, yeah, we'll, we'll take... Dagon, the Assyrian God, we'll take yeah. we'll take uh we'll we'll take the Greek gods, we'll just rename them. Yeah. Like, well
1: not- even Judaism, which they made an exception for, they did that on the basis that the Jews were not at the time interested in converting anyone. Yeah. It's like fine, you have your little bubble over there and that's stay right. in it. That's right.
0: Know? It's yeah. like, yeah, that'll absorb anything. But we see the message that's being proliferated here, the message mm. that's being shared in the in these Psalms is no 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 no. The Lord is high above all other nations. Mm. His glory is above above the heavens. Who is like the Lord our God? That is Deeply offended. I mean, you know, imagine yeah. saying that to a, to a Greek at the time, you know, yeah. a, a word, and it would lead to persecution, you know. Mm. Uh, I'm thinking of uh, Paul and his company in Ephesus, I believe. You know, we mm. believe in Diana of the Ephesians. Like mm. they cause a riot because of mm. these kinds of saying, who is like yeah. the Lord our God? Who is above <laughs> him? No one. Yeah. Uh, yet the psalmist write th- writes this and claims this which, with such power and clarity because mm. he knows it to be true. This, this is the God that we believe in. This is the God that we believe can work miracles. This is the God that we believe saves us, yeah. the creator of heaven and of earth, yeah. the establisher King and the of foundation kings, of this right. earth. Absolutely. You're listening to The Breakfast Joe Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Hey, Brett, can you get for us our last quiz question for today?
1: Yeah, so question five, last one. According to James 1, What does the testing of our faith produce? So this is a multiple choice one. The options are A, indigestion, B, perseverance, (laughs) C, hard work, or D, self-control.
0: So according to James what does
1: the testing of our faith produce? A, indigestion,
0: B, perseverance, C, hard work, or D, self-control. Dude, you know what gives me indigestion traffic bro Sydney traffic oh it makes me feel sick just thinking about it that's mm. why we don't live in Sydney I, I just yeah. thought I'd throw that in just Sydney hate we're sending it down Hey, uh, but does but,
1: the testing of our faith produce indigestion yeah. that's the question you guys let to let us know is it
0: indigestion is it perseverance is it hard work or is it self-control A B C or D if you know the answer again 0491 064 669 is the number to text <laughs> we don't hate Sydney or at least we don't hate people from Sydney no yeah, just there's the, some good things in Sydney. We critique the layout somewhat. That's and right. The traffic. Absolutely. The food, banger. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, the food is, amazing. Food is great. Yeah. Layout, traffic, yuck. Yeah. Ewey, stay there. Don't come to Newcastle. Viewer over the harbour's pretty cool, though. It's worth oh, the, It's worth the yeah. traffic for that. Yeah, yeah, always. Circular key is pretty. It's, like, pretty it's, good. N- it's nice to get the train. Anyways, <laughs> are you listening to The Breakfast Show this morning? So I'll so just throw out a question for you then. What's up?
1: What do you think of the idea of um, the 30-minute cities that they're trying to start implementing?
0: Oh, like to plan Ooh. a city so that you can get in and out in 30 minutes?
1: Yeah, so that you can do everything within 30 so minutes. So you
0: don't need to travel That's beyond basically. that. You, you don't need to. a car. That's right. That's mm. basically Newcastle. <laughs> I,
1: I'm a little bit... I, I worry about that idea because, like, like I'm from the country. I, I'm from a rural area. We had mm. cars for everything. I like the freedom of just being able to get in the car and go for a drive somewhere. And, like, the idea of having everything so local doesn't appeal to me personally. Yeah. Um, I don't want to, like, be in the one area all my
0: life. I, I like driving around. I like I exploring. I guess me- I was meant to say Newcastle is a 30-minute city by car. Mm. And that's why I love it. Like, it's so <laughs> good. I also love, like, I love public transport. I know I was functioning in you know, in a role in Newcastle Unity, mm. um, interacting with people there and seeing students, like, We really struggle with public transport in Newcastle. We do not have a good public transport system. Mm. And because of that, it makes it quite difficult for people who don't have cars to get around. But there's still something they can get around. Hmm. But uh, versus, you know, you go to Melbourne and it's just like a tram on every street. It's like so, so, so easy. Mm. Uh, But that all being said, like, yeah, I like driving. I don't know. Like, that's why I live in Newcastle. I think you can just have both. Like, not every city needs to be exactly the same. If you're going to have a massive population centre, plan it well. That's just... Yeah, that's, that's my resolve. I'm like, just
1: yeah, yeah. Can be there can be good elements, but generally, I'm a freedom man. I like being a. I, and <laughs> I worry that this people. sort of thing would be used for Christ, trying to Christ died keep, for keep people us, in a you know? little box. You know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think
0: that it also gives you that like you're fractioned, like you know
1: they're they're, they're trying to fraction you off into your different zones. This is yeah. your zone. Stay in it. You know that yeah. kind of thing, and so that's kind of a control.
0: Thirty minutes. Cities are authoritarian by nature, guys. You heard it here first on the breakfast show. Hey, let's get back into the Bible. I I, I love this. Maybe we can we can talk about this in our new segment tomorrow. Mm. Hey, getting back into the Bible and Psalm 113. I think particularly we were talking about mm. the scandalous nature of the claim: the Lord is high above all nature, and His mm. glory is above the heavens. You know the point being made there by the psalmist. Listen, guys, like, God is above all other gods. He's above all Mm. other nations, political, like, and it simply doesn't matter. Like, Mm. this was a big point for them as well. It simply doesn't matter the state of Israel itself. Unlike every other religion Mm. where it was so based around the welfare of the state, like, that God was losing to the other God if the state lost a battle, Mm. something like that. It's like, no, it's got nothing to do with that. For these guys, it's like, no, whether, like, if if Israel gets destroyed or not, if Judea gets destroyed or not, if the temple Mm -hmm. in Jerusalem gets knocked down or not, like, the Lord is high above the heavens, above every other nation. That's right.
1: Even when things aren't going well.
0: That's right. Mm. And I love, because the reason it's given for that, unlike every other God, verse 7, he raises the poor out of the dust Mm. and he lifts the needy out of the ash heap. Mm. This is really amazing because this is, again, scandalous and against pretty much the perspective that is being shared from every every other nation about their God. You know, they say, they're like, guys, like... It's, you know, if they were to write this themselves, Mm. you know, like we have the God of Assyria, Dagon, Mm. and what does he do? He enables us to win battles. And how does he do it? When we sacrifice our Mm. children to him. Like Mm. it's their God, the way that their gods were functioning and interacting with them is like God will give you good stuff. Like he Mm. will enable you to be to to experience richness and mm. and and wealth and prosperity yeah. if you already have some level of wealth or prosperity to give to him yeah it,
1: it's he's not a transactional god he's yeah. not helping us because we give something to him
0: that's He's right. He's helping
1: us because he loves us. Yeah. The and Lord. He wants to help us. He wants to raise us out of the dust. Whereas, mm. as you say, these gods like Dagon, you, you'd better offer your sacrifice. And if you do that, well, then they'll come in on your side. That's right. The deal's done. We've, we've done yeah. our business transaction, as brutal and awful as that is.
0: That's right. But and God it's, is so much more than that. And hey, you don't have like 50 sheep or 100 barrels of oil. Just kill your children. Like that was yeah. really the perspective. Oh, it was this system of appeasement. Mm. Whereas we see here, no, where is God lifting people out of situations in which they have nothing to give? Yeah. He lifts the poor out of the dust. He lifts the needy out of the ash heap. You know, I love that. The ash heap. Like the the language there. It tells a story of like Mm. you're sitting in an ash heap. Why? Because destruction. Yeah, you're sitting, you've you've lost your house in a fire. Like Mm. you've or or in a in a battle or whatever it be. Like Mm. you are in the ashes of your prosperity Mm. and your wealth. You have nothing. Mm. God lifts you from
1: this. Yeah, and then even more scandalous in verse 8, that yeah. he may sit him with princes, with the princes of his people. Oh, like imagine worldly princes thinking that way. Like prince here just meaning leader. Like yeah. a prince is just the leader of a nation. Mm. Um, yeah, it's... It's crazy to think how people would feel about that because, you know, princes typically they're not going to engage with the beggars on the street, you know, those
0: those commoners down there. And nor, like, I think in a lot of those systems, and I think my mind goes to, like, the caste system of India, mm, for say, mm. like, nor should they no, from their perspective. It's considered wrong. They're like, no, 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 we don't interact with those people because they've obviously, like, done something to put them in this situation. Mm. Like, why would I go and interact with a morally defunct person as proved yeah. by their awful circumstances and situations Mm. whereas we see here it's like i love this god paints things in much broader strokes Mm. the bible at least and and you know as as we don't need the the complexity that and and again just Mm. as i was writing my essay about buddhism and an observation of buddhism whatnot Mm. dude the complexity to their religion like it's something else god there is a deepness and a richness to the word of god but Mm. then he also paints things simply He's like, yeah. I am the gov. I am the God above all heavens. Furthermore, mm. like, um, not only am I the God above all heavens, but you're also humanity who has fallen short. Mm. Has, and it doesn't matter if you're a prince. Mm. It doesn't matter if you're a pauper or a peasant or a king or a queen. Like mm. it doesn't. You are humanity. Yeah, fallen short in miry sin. Yeah. We we are all that lowest caste,
1: right? In some ways, but God raises us to royalty. We're children of the King. Mm. Um, Braden just texted through. Um, one of our listeners, Braden, thanks Mm. for texting. He said, um, "You missed another key difference between all the other gods and God. The other gods claim that a better sacrifice results in a better gift, but don't actually come through because they don't exist. God will always come through. He provides the supreme sacrifice. We just need to trust in Him. That's powerful. You know, even more so. He's right. Like God comes through for us because God's real. He's reigning. He's there."
0: That's that's powerful. I, I think there my mind goes to like every other of those pagan, you know, ancient Near Eastern religions. It was mm. like if you've sacrificed your children, like I'll give you something mm. great. God says I will give you something great because I sacrificed my child. Yeah, yeah. I sac- I put <laughs> I hung my son on a cross, and obviously, yeah. no, we're talking from a Trinitarian perspective. God Himself was the one who gave His life, you know, mm. in as as the Son, you know, yeah. as as Jesus. And
1: but it's so backwards to what they're thinking, isn't it? Mm. Because they think to appease these gods, I've got to kill something to deliver to them. Whereas mm. God says, "No, I'm willing to die for my people."
0: Yeah, Powerful. despite them having because they have nothing. Yeah, because they have nothing because they are. On a road, on a path to total death and destruction, <laughs> they have nothing they could possibly benefit me with. Mm. I will sacrifice to save them. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Joined by myself, Lawson, got Brett hey, hey. in here as well at the desk. Hey, look, right now, let's let's give some answers, bro.
1: Let's do it. So we've got. The five questions. The first one was, how old was Jehoash when he became king of Judah? He was seven years old. He was seven years old. Going to find that kings. In Two kings, eleven twenty-one. Sorry, yeah. listen. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Complete
0: the verse. Oh, can I say this, please? Please, oh, please dude, do. Oh, dude, my teeth were itching. Oh, and it wasn't this one, but still, hey, look, I love this verse too. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of mm. heaven. So, yeah. if you got that one correct, again, congratulations. 253, the Beatitudes. All right, Brett, mm. which apostle took his wife with him on missionary journeys? The answer is Simon Peter. Oh, man. Yeah, Simon Peter. So, 1 Corinthians 9 five. Oh, what a, what a blessing, eh? Mm. You know, he didn't quite have the... Well, he was eventually, like, martyred mm. uh, and killed. But yeah. you know, up until that point, like, <laughs> read Paul's experience doing ministry, I think it would have mm. been a little bit different uh, to Peter taking his wife yeah. with him. But uh,
1: yeah, all right. Number four, fill in the blank. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. saved. Yeah, mm. that's found in John three seventeen. And last one, number five, according to James one, what does the testing of our faith produce? Mm. The answer is perseverance. Mm.
0: Absolutely. So, fantastic to everyone who answered questions correctly. We got a text message in from Simon. He says, hey, thanks for the discussion on the Psalms. Do you agree that the name of the Lord is Jehovah and we should know what this means?
1: Mm.
0: Well, Jeho- Jehovah, I found this one interesting, actually. Jehovah is a
1: Latinized rendering of the name of God. So, yeah. we've got these consonants in Hebrew mm. that basically translate to YHWH. Yeah. Um, Uh, And like we never, the Bible doesn't actually tell us what vowels fit in the middle of those consonants, Mm. because it was like, yeah, you don't write down the name of God. That Judaism was very careful about that. Mm. Um, But Jehovah combines that word with the vowels of Adonai, which Mm. means my Lord. And so, what you end up getting is Yahovah from like Adonai, right? Yeah, the the A O and A again, Yahovah. And so that's where Jehovah comes from. It's actually it's a Latinized sort of mixing of two words. Yeah. But yeah, I guess what we've got to... The next question is, like, is the name of Lord Jehovah? It's certainly a name we can call him. It's it's an attempt to reconcile those consonants and how we should fill them in. Um, But should we know what this means?
0: Yeah, I I think that, like, there are those who would assert that we should call him Jehovah and the mm. written Bible translations with the word Jehovah Ruiner, I'm thinking particularly of the Jehovah's Witnesses yeah. uh, but I, I think that that is probably unnecessary when we read say for example the opening of the the book of Exodus uh, mm. oh sorry not the book of Exodus but rather the 10 commandments in in uh, in Revelation oh man Revelation Exodus chapter 20 and read mm. like I am the Lord your God mm. you know we have is like I am the Lord Yahweh mm. I am Yahweh. Mm. Uh, and then your God, like Adonai. And, and I say Yahweh instead of Jehovah because, mm. again, like both the words are just a take on that YHW. Yeah, trying to figure out how it sounded. Again, yeah. like Jewish people, the way it was written and the way that it's pronounced and whatnot, it's actually unknown and it was done on purpose. Like mm. it was written that way on purpose. I've talked to, uh, some Jewish people today and they, and they, mm. they, they call him, they strictly call him Adonai. They don't say Yahweh. Uh, because they're, mm. they're like really trying to make that point of the reverence yeah. of God's name. And we can see that reflected in the writing as well. And I think simply like to assert that, like, I, I feel like we have a host of names that God mm. has given us. I think we call God Barry. I'm like, okay, his name's not bad. Like, th- that. That, that's not what the Bible says.
1: Honestly, a study of the names of God is really yeah. interesting. Like everything from Adonai to Elohim to Yahweh. There's so many awesome yeah. names. Yeah, to even you know the yeah.
0: titles that were prescribed to Jesus, so, yeah, mm. Emmanuel, yeah, to Jesus, and the Son of Man, the Son of God. Like all these things, mm. we have all these titles that the Bible gives us, and I don't think it's inappropriate mm. to call him by those tib- titles. Nor can I think we sh- we can or we should assert mm. that you can only call him by a certain title. Yeah. I, I think
1: he's the Lord our God, and as long as we show that reverence and respect, yeah. we can use the names that he's listed, right? Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. And and I think of, like, in Japanese, the word for God is, like, like, kami. And when they refer to, like, God of the Bible, they say, like, kami sama, because mm. it's, like you know, sama is like a term of like endearment and respect mm. and they're like, Okay, like we're gonna call God like He's the <laughs> highest God. Yeah. And and it's like, Oh, is that wrong? But it's that's just the word God <laughs> in their their language. You know, it's mm. what we translate Elohim into God, they say Kami Sama and I'm like, Okay, sweet. Like <laughs> we're giving God that same reverence mm. according to his name. And yeah. I think it's it's powerful and it's it's fantastic. And mate, Brett Another one bites the dust. Another one bites the dust. Yeah, We, we did it. We got back online. That's we got right. And the yeah. show got out. People answered quiz questions, sent in amazing text message that we yeah. loved to hear. So fantastic job. Hmm. Fantastic work. Including one from Sky, which we've got to read. Oh, yeah. yeah. Actually, we-
1: Sky's message was pretty solid. She basically said, um, she was talking about question five, which was yeah. according to James one, what does the testing of our faith produce? One of the options was indigestion. And Sky expressed, I think, obviously joking, surprised that the answer was not indigestion.
0: Yeah. It's just, so, wait, it wasn't interde- so, so indigestion. So the testing of her faith doesn't produce indigestion? What's that's going on? Classic. That's classic. Yeah, that's so good. <laughs> nah, what a blessing. Hey, thanks, God. You're, you're listening to the Breakfast Show this morning. And as usual, when we come to the end of the show, we give away something absolutely for free. Mm. And we'll talk about God. Knowing God, I've got a book mm. here that I want to give away. It's by Morris Vendon, To Know God, a five-day plan to know God, um, to have a personal and positive relationship with Him. And it's five steps, five days, five stages that you can mm. go through to really get to know Him because I think the most important thing, whether you're Australian or Japanese or Spanish mm. or or Brazilian or African, like mm. doesn't matter where you're from, it doesn't matter what your language is and what word your language uses for God. God wants mm. you to know Him. Amen. To have a relationship with Him. So if you would like this book, the first text to through, you can text BOOK to 0491 The first person to text through will receive this absolutely for free. You've been listening to The Breakfast Show. We have amazing programming coming up after this. But guys, spend some time today getting to know God and remember mm. to to yeah grow in your relationship with Him and come close to Jesus Christ today.